I'm Johnny Monrad, and this is Jackass. <laughs> Welcome to Gohan or Go Home. I am Simon Forget About the Baby, Monrad, and across from me is... Imogen A, Forget About the Baby, Faith. <laughs> and we go through Dragon Ball every week, the mangas, <laughs> and we like to show you all about the manga. Uh, I am someone who knows a lot about it, Imogen is someone who does not. We're currently up to... Uh, I'm between... also someone who just took a bullet for you for hating Italians. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I have That not, was my act of altruism for the week. I have not yet been indicted for a hate crime. Mm, uh, one is on the way. <laughs> soon. <laughs> Several rap sheets You know, have as already soon as written. this lockdown's over, we're just going to be out here hate criming all over the place. This is the thing. The police can't arrest you during lockdown. Mm. So you can do all of the crimes No, they that can you arrest you, but they can't arrest you as long as you're in a house. Yes. It's like when you're when you're playing tag and you can it's like them. home. Yeah. It's, if you're home, it doesn't have to be your home. Yeah. You can just run into a house. And yeah. So you can't come in here. It's like vampires. Run into a house, guns blazing, like uh, <laughs> Looney Tunes character. Pew, pew. Can't remember his name. Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam. That's it. <laughs> that joke would have been good if I'd known the punchline. <laughs> Go just, I don't home. know why I remember his name. Go on or go it's home. like maybe the, the most obscure Looney Tunes character. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what? It's, a, it's a memorable name. I'm not sure why it's I forgot it. It's just a hat it. with a mustache. <laughs> I didn't know all? that that was the name of a park for many, many years. And the only reason I do remember that that is his name is because I used to think his name was like, Yo, Samity Sam. <laughs> <laughs> that was his EP that he dropped. Yeah. Yo, Samity Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing you these tight beats. Yeah. I mean, I'm not from there. I don't know the names of places. And then I was like, well, I heard someone say like Yosemite might. National Park. And I was like, oh, like it, like it just, this was like last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like just clicked in my brain. I was like, oh. Yeah. 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 I feel like some of our flatmates might be asleep. So we got to do Snoop Dogg in this. I feel like we've got to, mm-hmm. we've got to really just uh, yeah, give them a good feeling. Asleep, actually. Yeah, is this yeah, like? Yeah. Uh, is it going to be picked up? Oh, it's going to be. You have no idea how much thirty thousand men have already been picked up <laughs> from this bar. Incredible! <laughs> you you have don't know no how idea how it. ready you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, they are. <laughs> they. Mm. Why is you drinking tea the largest waveform on that? <laughs> don't do it again. I was wrong, I was mistaken, it is... What are you? What kind of creature would do this? You're a gremlin. You look so upset. Because you're drinking tea in the middle of the podcast. I can't edit around this when I'm talking either. You're a menace, that's what you are. That's why they call me Dennis. Yeah, uh, what have you? Been- <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the women won't do anything because of the implication. <laughs> oh, we haven't got to that part yet. No. Okay, what? so um, well, what? let's talk a bit about uh, the Guarantino as uh, or Quarantina. Yeah, how's your how's your how's your how lockdown experience? I'm flipping the tables. I'm interrogating you this time. How was your lockdown experience? I thought you were asking the folks at home. Folks at home, write in on a six by eight card and take a picture of your balls. Just sign it and then put it in the mail. Don't Don't do that. If you're going to send that, please send it to Simon's personal address. Please send it to my mother. (laughs) 
Well, I was about to give our address, and <laughs> you just stopped yourself short right there. That's uh, cool. I always sell myself short. I'm about to reach greatness, and then I decide not to grasp it, mm. and that's what my whole quarantine has been. Yeah, humility really is your downfall. <laughs> Firm to grasp it. Uh, I think my uh, quarantina has been cultured. It has been uh, zero Italians have been in my life. Zero Italians have already died on top. <laughs> yeah. It isn't a construction. <laughs> oh, we're hanging the moon top upside down. Blacker than tar oil. Mussolini. <laughs> so this is such a, like, no, like, three people who listen to this are going to get that joke because I just realized it's quite, it's, it's not a very popular meme. Oh, Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's from, like, one random Facebook page. It's a free meme mistake. It's a free meme mistake. Hey, guys, shout out to Welcome to My Meme page on Facebook. They're yeah. very funny. Not on Facebook, but shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, know I would Google moon top. It's, yeah. uh, it's a good time. I would highly recommend. Highly I would highly recommend. recommend building a moon top. Yeah. I would recommend looking outside and seeing, well... It looks like a new moon. I and the promise you, you you'll that, never have to look at the damn thing you'll again. You'll never have to look at the damn thing again. <laughs> and here's the thing. New moon, we're going to be watching it. We are going to be watching new moon, and we have to fucking release the first episode, <laughs> Simon. People are paying for nothing. It was supposed to be released ages ago. Give the people the content they deserve. I haven't had time to edit because I've been having such a good time just writing short stories during this uh, quarantina. Mm. And I feel like I'm going to stop saying that joke in case it's immensely wrong. And it might be. We, yeah. we don't know. But we you know what? You may be the Yosemite Sam. I am the Speedy Gonzalez of this podcast. I think that makes it worse. I think I that, think that just... you shouldn't say things like that. <laughs> I think, I think that... you already likened yourself to Yosemite Sam, so you can't be both of those characters. So what I do is... You can't double kin. I'm sorry. I can never be cancelled, and here's why. Because cancelled. anything that I say, I can claim that I was possessed by the spirit of Mike Hosking and was doing a bit. Mike Hosking doesn't know who Speedy Gonzalez is. Wow. It's too mainstream for his racism. I think so. I don't like that you were slightly, like, sliding into an impression there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it, it's got to the point where, like, you think Mike Hosking thoughts and it's, it somehow comes across. Now, see, everybody tells me that I want to hear the Mike Hosking voice. And I think that they, they pretend it's disgusting, but really they're just afraid of how arousing Mike Hosking's voice is. They just don't want to hear it because they're like, goodness gracious, I can't get through the day. I can't get through the quarantine anymore. That disgusting Christchurch accent and his vocal fry coupled with the sheer confidence of a man over 50s who's Pākehā in New Zealand and has never faced even a small hindrance in his life to absolutely anything. That's what we like to call machismo. That's what we call the magnetic charisma. That's what we call the Ben Shapiro effect. I've never been this disgusted in my life. <laughs> He's a one-stop shop, Megan Panties shop. He's a sweet-talking sugar called Mike Hosking. <laughs> Yuck. I've uh, ruined Christina oh, Aguilera forever. <laughs> yeah, you have. Um, so for the folks at home, yeah, still, still on lockdown from this end. Um, if anyone's wondering, no, I haven't murdered Simon yet. This isn't his ghost. I may lose my place in this house, though, because we did play a game of Survivor, and uh, somebody else whose room I'm subletting... Unfortunately, had the immunity, had the immunity idol. idol. I lost a challenge, 
if I lose another one, I may have to move out of the place that I'm currently living in. And it's not looking good. I'm trying to form alliances. But mm-hmm. so far, everybody that I talk to for more than approximately two minutes and 34 seconds wants to murder me. Mm. And so I feel that this is unfairly stacked against me, mostly because I have to be myself. And myself is something that makes people want to hurt me in various <laughs> ways when I speak. So what solutions do we have? You're asking me seriously? Or, like, you want me to come up with a joke for that? No, no, no. It is a concern of you mine. You can't improve upon perfection. But I think- yeah, humility really is your downfall. Just <laughs> throwing back to that one. Releasing my mixtape called The Gold Statue of Me in brackets, It's Just Me. <laughs> Name and Nebuchadnezzar. So, that's a little biblical joke for all of you, uh, for all you bibliophiles, people who love the Bible. <laughs> That's what that means. That's what that means. We're in a jacket indoors. Because I thought I would be cold. It turns out I'm not really cold. But if I take it off, I might be cold. So I'm kind of hesitant to do so. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Let's bring that's the mood back process. up. Let's bring the mood back up. I'm sorry. I've made it bad. I've done so so much wrong, Mama. But uh, we should talk about Dragon Ball. Should we get into the chapters that we read? <laughs> I made copious notes. So. I'm still, like, deoxygenated <laughs> from drinking that, like, horrendous fucking milkshake. Which, I don't know, we got, a, like, half the amount of ingredients we put in just to, like, mostly milk. Because that was, like, so much sugar. <laughs> like, my heart's not, like, racing like a hummingbird anymore, but it's still, like... I don't know. I can, like, feel it physically. I think you're going to crash maybe 20 minutes into this, and then the yeah. rest of the episode will just have to slow, like, tap you, and you'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. Do words, do you, make, you want me to make a joke? <laughs> it was, uh, I should say a funny thing. Dragon D's nuts. On this entire podcast, (laughs) it was all worth it for now. I'm glad this is uh, like the peak of our humor. This is where we came to. Is it's a 13 episode set up for a D's nuts joke. We read chapters 36, 37, and 38. Chapters 36 through to 38, and I kind of didn't have the chapter markers because I just have like a full run of the the Kanzen, not the Kanzen man, the Tankoban. Oh no, maybe it is the Kanzen man. Yeah, it, it probably is. I don't know what that means. Um, they're just they're two different publications. So the Tankoban was the collections that were bound together. Ten chapters, like basically every ten chapters or so, that got bound together mm-hmm. while Shonen Jump was still serializing it. And the Kanzenban was released in the early 2000s. And it was like a larger size version of Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. which was rescanned and kind of done properly and mm-hmm. had new illustrations and stuff. I hear that in Australia, Dragon Ball is <laughs> twice as big and twice as deadly. <laughs> <laughs> That's my quiet woo. Your <laughs> quiet woo. Um, did you get chapter thirty-seven? Was weird and small and backwards. No, is that what happened with <laughs> yeah. yours? What? Uh, kind of a pervy guy, but he does real pervert. Very good uh, translations, at least. Like they're very high quality scans, so I'll give him that. Well, oftentimes stuff is left untranslated, which is not good. That is it's like true. Like means plan, kind of. Thing. Yeah, there are some some points where this translator's notes, which is weird. But comparatively, chapter thirty-seven for me was blue, small, low quality. <laughs> 
in Comic Sans and flipped horizontally. I think that would have been from a different scanlation group, and it was just inserted there. Yeah, probably. You can um, change, but also like everything was spelled differently as well. Yeah, I will. I like Canadian was spelled with an L. It was interesting. There might be some things which are... 30,000 Kuridin have already died. <laughs> 30,000 Kuridin have already died. <laughs> you have no idea how ready you are. I, Moontar. We open on chapter... I, I wanted to talk actually about the end of chapter 35 because we talked about the images of the matchups. I s- flipped onto that page because it was the last one that I remembered and the one that I have. We get stills in the matchups. One thing that I didn't notice before is that Goku has rice around his mouth and he's hitching his trousers because his kung fu belt's undone. He's like, yeah, yep, gotta like pull this up but he's got like a full belly. Like they snapped a candid after he just eaten and is like about to tap his belly and be like, mm, that was a good meal. Because he just... Why does Goku sound like an old hillbilly? I don't know, but like the, the meal, do you remember that the monks got him a meal or whatever it was because he's mm. like, I'm hungry before my man. I'm a hungus fungus, and so they brought I'm him a one. And then, like the the the, the promotional. I like, hey, roll back to what is a hungus fungus? You know what it means. <laughs> it's provocative. It gets the people going. So when you you see the matchups, like it's some kind of promotional material. It's like Namu against Danfan, and they're all like looking serious. And of course, Namu is because he's Batman in this universe, mm. and like Jackie Chun, even he looks serious. Mm. Perv man that he is. But Goku is just there, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> with, like, rice around his mouth and the promotional materials. Nice. <laughs> which we love. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Um, I wasn't looking closely enough at Little Dragon Ball. The one thing that I noticed opening up on Chapter 36 is because they show the announcer being like, yeah, and blah, 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 just doing my patter. I'm a guy with a blonde haircut and, like, sunglasses, and we're going to see a lot of me in the future. And he's, like, a periodically appearing minor character. Okay. Um, which I kind of enjoy. I like him as a character. He's fun. He's fun in Japanese. I hadn't really noticed before, but he is, like, of course, because he's announcing something. He has, like, a, a ceremonial kind of voice, and so he, he says things in, like, polite ways, and uses Kegel and stuff like that, but it's just really funny because it's, like, 80s wrestling stuff. Like, what a terrifying attack and a turn of events. But he's, like, uh, <laughs> like, everybody, please look at my beautiful wife, uh, not wife, my beautiful daughter who's getting married this day to this groom of whom I'm proud and we're in the same public service, you know, whatever it is. And that's why I, like, arranged their marriage, you know, like a traditional 1960s Japanese wedding or something like that, where everyone's making a speech and daddy gets up to speak. Like, that's what he sounds like. I don't have any context for that at all. Well, if you've seen The Bad Sleep Well... You know what I'm talking about. I have not. <laughs> we have not. Um, the ring changes wildly in size between panels. Yeah, I Did noticed you notice that? that. Yeah. What is up with that? We've, like, long, long, long ago in one of our very far distant episodes established <laughs> that Toriyama has a no sense of perspective. I think he does because he does, like, arrangements of people that are not hard to draw in the sense that they're like really technically difficult but i looked at it and i was like you could do it like a lazier way of doing that like people from below you know a third angle or whatever it is no he tries new things but like if you yeah. look at the height of like kamisen in between like yamcha and then like mm. goku it, like they all very wildly like yeah. so if you see like yamcha and goku next to each other like they it, like, Goku's, like, half of his height, but then you see, like, Kamisen and, and Yamcha next to each other, and he's also half of his height, but then Goku's, like, half of Kamisen's height. Yeah. So, like, as soon as they're all in a panel together, you're like, wait, what? Huh? It's, a, it's an interesting time. 
perspective is really not a strong point, I think. Well, I think he doesn't care about size, but the thing is, it's a kind of impressionistic because if he... If Tony the, sure don't care about size. <laughs> he's not a size queen. But also, like, the other thing is, if characters get bigger, it's because they're more seriously drawn. Like, you change your style to, like, and now it's time to get down to battle. And then it's like, did that guy get taller? <laughs> It's kind of what he does. I knew this way every time I get serious, I get larger in size. (laughs) I'm very serious (laughs) in Australia. Um, The thing that I didn't notice before, and I didn't know this, is that the kids are entering this prize, and there is like, there's uh, Gojuman Zani, which is like 50, 50, 50, 50, 10,000. So it's like 5 million Zani on the line. Is there 500,000 on my translation? Oh, maybe I'm really bad at mathematics. You are, but also it might have been mistranslated. Oh, no, that's correct. 500,000. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how to do place numbers with zeros um, <laughs> or anything, actually. It's, it's, why, it's why we took a law degree. <laughs> we can't do arithmetic. I love watching you do math. It's very yeah, fun. Yeah, it's very fun, except when we're playing pub quizzes and neither of us can do maths <laughs> I know. well like, we should really just we learn need long like division. a third friend who can do maths looking for a third can do maths <laughs> primarily <laughs> knows capitals and flags and all that boring stuff mm, sports sports ball yeah good at sports good at knowing about sports yeah mm. uh, he introduces the announcers like and in the red corner it's bacteria mm-hmm. and in the blue corner could it and then of course he does his pattern he's like i can't remember what he says it's probably like the short but like you know surprisingly agile could it in and like bacteria and he's never bathed since the day he was born well, could it in? and my one was just like and we have our youngest contestant at 13 years old it's good oh yeah that's what he says yeah so he's baby He's like, um, the funny thing as well about Bacterian is it says that, yeah, like he has never bathed before in his life. And I was like, okay, did his mother know that he'd be swollen, chonky and was just like, yes. someday you're going to be a great warrior. Yeah. We will not bathe you. And that's how you will win. Yes. This is like, you know, um, you don't know the prophecy of Bacterian. <laughs> prophecy his coming was foretold. Oh yes, it was. <laughs> or for smell at least. <laughs> It was so strong they smelled it through the crystal bowl. Mm. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's like four dimensional ones that they start selling. You know, four D smell vision crystal balls. <laughs> the clock that can tell the future. <laughs> the clock that can tell the future. They. It's like you don't know if your kid's going to be competitive until he hits puberty, and then like maybe you give him drugs or like steroids or something like that. But like she knew mm-hmm. for some reason. Maybe his dad was really big. He just like came out the womb, and she was like, "Yep." This one's not getting made. A sign swollen at birth. A sign swollen at birth. A sign stanky at birth. Yeah, it's like those warriors in the Bible. Like, Samson was a guy who didn't cut his hair, and of course, that's where he got his strength from and all that sort of stuff. And so, obviously... Ah, Dragon Ball. Just like the Bible. Well, in fact, you'll find that in every text, someone is Jesus. It's usually the protagonist. (laughs) Goku being Jesus would be the worst religion ever. Or the best. (laughs) Casually murders people. I just love to fucking train. <laughs> Goku, what about abortion? I just want to punch the fetus. Like, you know. I'll punch it right out of you. <laughs> Hope you're ready for my fists. <laughs> the trolley problem is just Goku, like, beating the shit out of everybody in that panel. Like, the person pulling the lever, the five people on the left track, the person on the right track. <laughs> just trying to do the most damage possible. And yet, somehow, pure of heart. Pure of heart, because he doesn't know what he's doing. Pure of heart, because he doesn't fuck. The announcer 
I like him. I don't think he cares his a cross. Kind eyes. But I think <laughs> they're just black, like his soul. <laughs> uh, and he, I think it comes across in the anime more. But he kind of is just like a chirpy kind of character. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And he's always like, hey, and then the next thing, the patter. And then he like talks to someone in real. It's like, hey, kid, you're going to go great. You're doing far. It's like, mm-hmm. um, what's the majiggy from Spider-Man? The guy who's like, the human spider, that's the best you got. <laughs> yeah. The amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Which brings me to my next one. The amazing Spider-Man. Who's... <laughs> <laughs> Please call the spidulus I'm having a strong <laughs> Call the modulus My babes nuns having a strong The bond's name James' name <laughs> Bond's name's the James <laughs> Call the modulus I'm having a strong the strongs go up. You can't explain that. <laughs> strongs. Neoliberalism. When the strongs go up. Oh, someone needs to make a Dragon Ball version of the stonks memes, but it's like we're back getting stronger and it's just stronks. <laughs> it's it's just, like the stonks guy face of a Goku's body. It's, no, it's got to be trunks. I don't know who that is. And make, I'm the doing guy my got best. The, the purple hair and making like the dumb face and like the in between frame or whatever it's called. Yeah, I've just seen yeah. like a, a weird screenshot of him that says Tronks. <laughs> yeah, got a harmonic. Tronks. He's technically like a CEO by the time of Dragon Ball GT. Um. CEO of what? <laughs> you of know, punching? of business. <laughs> He's a CEO of business. He's the CEO of business. When I grow up, I want to be a CEO of business. <laughs> I want to be a star. I want to have boobies and I want to be a CEO of business. Mm-hmm. That's how that Pussycat Doll song goes. That's exactly how that goes. <laughs> I remember it well. Drive nice cars. I want to have conference calls. Hmm. <laughs> what a look. Um... So, this is something that I didn't catch the first time that I read this comic, but Bacterian uses his smells against Kudinin. I got that part. But he sticks his hand down his pants. He doesn't smell my finger. He's clearly doing a smegma attack, right? Like, it's down his front. And then he's just, like, just getting some stank from down there. He's got a bit of a, a swamp crotch. Okay, maybe that. But it didn't go down that far. And so I'm like, my man is Well, that's back. just I'm way more gross than I was thinking. Rolling back for the first time. Ugh. And just like, that's black mold. And he puts that in Kudin's face. And I'm like, that is harassment. He's 13 years old. That's harassment it's of anybody. It's not in the comic you're discussing human being. A hundred percent is. I did not catch this the first time. But I'm ready to stand by this theory and quickly move on before somebody snips that section. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> Sometimes we surprise even ourselves, you know. I'm something of a cancelled man myself. <laughs> um, he uses, like, pungent smell, Kogeki. Which is like attack. Is that like was that in like big characters or something? No, because like in the translations that I read, like the speech text was all translated, but like mm. all of the sound effects and like anything that was like in the background, and also like the dog wasn't translated, which we didn't actually go over oh, before. Yeah, I should mention that. Um, before they actually start the match, the announcer guy calls out, you know, like the. The, I can't remember what they called him, like, the boss, the head yeah. monk or something of, like, the temple. Yeah. He's just a dog. He's just a dog, man. He's yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know what he said in Japanese. I feel like it was probably funnier. Uh, he just says, one. 
No, 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 no. Like the the guy who like summons him out. Oh yeah, no, yeah, of course he's, he's speaking like, polite language. I would like to um, request the presence of our the, of the Grand Monk of the Buddha Basically. Temple to say a few wise words to begin our tournament. And this dog like just walks up and goes. <laughs> <laughs> It's just his one in Japanese, which is woof, basically. And then walks away and he goes, Harikato gozaimashita. Thank you very much for these words. Thank you for your words. Yeah. Which would have been a very funny joke in English if they had translated it, which they didn't. Which they They just kept the speech bubble with the characters in it, and then it said, like, translators note the Japanese bark. And I was like, cool, that's hilarious. Thank you for explaining that joke long form instead of just, like, putting woof in a speech bubble. <laughs> it is such a, like... It's so weird how it does have that, like, you know, some of the translations are not quite as wild. as The Viz one tries to, like, culturally translate things and be like, you know, if somebody's the equivalent of, like, Japanese delinquent, they give it, like, you know, valley boy speech or something like that. Like, hey, dude, how you going? It's like, surf's up, bruh. Like, and that's the kind of thing that it gives it, right? But in this one, it doesn't do that, but it, like, occasionally gives, like, little flavors. It's like a lightly salted soup or salad of, of words. A soup or salad, you say? I, <laughs> normal translation. Not for me. A normal salad for a normal man. We can't keep getting away with this. This is the same joke for four episodes straight. This is going to be the same joke for every episode forever. Anyway, he says, like... Gekshu Kogeki, which is like pungent smell of salt. This is the announcer, and he's like, and then he's like, Kasasama champion, which is like the champion of smell, but it's like the concept of smell. And then he's like, the terrifying triple attack. Like, he keeps on giving these amazing, like, improvised wrestling attack names to things, like his name and stuff that Bacterian's doing. And Bacterian is just like some guy who hasn't bathed and is like sticking his hand down his pants and like waving it at a child's <laughs> face, getting him to faint. Mm. And the announcer's doing so much hard work. Like, we stan. He's really picking up the slack. It's actually amazing. And he's saying it in such, like, at the same time, it's like, you know, it's polite and it's grandiose. But it's also like, yeah, terrifying triple attack. He's triple tapping him and stuff mm. like that. It's good. It's good content. Although, this. I think in the English translation, it might not have come across as much, but he was saying yeah. stuff. He's like, Bacterian performs a stench hat trick. Well, uh, we couldn't even be out without making a single attack. And stuff like that. He does do stuff like that. Mm. Um, this match is probably notable only for one thing, and we'll move on to the next chapter pretty soon. But he. Um, <laughs> but it's one very good thing. Yeah, and it's that. Kuridin is out for the count. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, Bacterian just does some some gross I mean this chapter um is funny it has one it has one very funny joke mm. but like the rest of it is literally just a guy being gross yeah and it's kind of like real toilet humor stuff it's you know back to what Toriyama provided before I guess mm-hmm. I've had a few a few a few chapters that I've enjoyed but I think it's more of this so. shit um but I mean, sorry, in 38. What? He references it in 38. His gag manga passed. Oh, I think so. Sorry, I'm 38. I was, I was like, how long <laughs> have you been lying to, you, to me? How long have you been 38? <laughs> a <Yeah>. while. <laughs> a while, you know. Well, just like you know. Uh, six months. <laughs> Playing piano and jacking off. That's what we've been doing. 
Didn't that, shouldn't that venom straight at the ceiling? You don't need to tell me your quarantine activities. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you can keep that to yourself. The people need it. No, they don't. I don't think they do. Edward Cullen during quarantine. Uh, anyway, back to Victorian. Um, he does a bunch of gross shit and, like, there's shots of the audience kind of like throughout like holding their noses because mm. like his stink is like too powerful to be stink. contained within the realm of the ring. Oh yes. Um, despite that, sometimes this <laughs> sometimes there's a lot of ring and sometimes there is not. So well, that's why sometimes you know, it smells for them. And then I guess they're holding their away. nose on precaution in case like the, then the next in the next panel like the ring's like real small. They're real close to the stinky. Yeah. Guy. Um, stinky. Stinky. But he, yeah, Kuririn is, like, on the ground, like, full nauseous bacteria and, like, just jumps up and, like, does a fart in his face, and which is, like, dumb as fuck, but, you know, whatever. Um, it's the final assault. Yeah, the final assault. And the, you know, the crowd's like, ooh, and the commentator's like, oh, no, a triple attack, Kuririn's up for the count. And they start, like, counting and shit, and then Goku's sitting up there up the top in the audience mm. and he's like starts going Kuririn like wait you must just be imagining the smell it's not real and I'm like is he playing some like kind of psycho mind trick games he's his, his Chris Angel mind freaking the smell's the, not real Kuririn, and he's trying to, it's, the smell's not real and it can't hurt yeah, you sure. and then you get to the next page he's like you don't have a nose <laughs> 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 And was like, oh yeah. Because <laughs> the whole time, I mean, it's not really like pointed out, but he's drawn without a nose and he just doesn't have one. And I guess no one brings it up. Like, they're just like, you know what? That's weird, no but we see weirder shit on a day to day basis. There's talking pterodactyls out here competing in martial arts competitions. We'll let this one slide. This guy doesn't have a fucking nose. Somehow. Everyone forgets this. Well, the thing is, you don't want to see if it's, like, a normal thing, like a dolphin wielding a scimitar, which is normal in this world, where you could comment on that and they'd be like, yeah, so what? I'm a dolphin wielding a scimitar. But if you say it, like, maybe it's not a normal thing. Maybe it's, like, a Zuko thing and he's got, like, a scar across half his face. You know, maybe. Like, you're missing a nose, wanna, you know? They just don't want to talk about it. You know? Um, oh, yeah, that's why this episode's so late, by the way, is because we watched all of Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, you know what? Katara and Zuko should have been together. What was Thank that? Thank you. The writing kept on suggesting it. That Aang is a child. He doesn't have any qualities. <laughs> he should be a celibate monk because that's how these stories go. He the, should be. He should be. He just should be. Yeah. He's, 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 his duty is to the elements. Yeah. He doesn't have time for romance. His wife is the sea. Yeah. And also and the And his air. mistress is the air. And <laughs> then his boyfriend is the earth. Like, you know, we get it. And his side piece is like, what's the other one? Fire. Fire. Yeah, you know, the other of the four very easy to remember elements. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad you agree with me on that because I have very strong feelings about it's this. Not like, I'm not made of stone. The ending is beautiful like the the background is really nice the lighting is so well done the artistry is really there but the thing is in order to like make it seem like zuko's not a threat they 
do a really dumb scene where May comes along and then he's like, they just start kissing and he's like, I'm so glad that you're my girlfriend, babe. And you're like, Even though, like, they they broke up and then they're just, like, back together and it's, like, feels, like, really weirdly shoehorned in because I feel like she started having her own development arc. Of like, yeah, it's like I'm not being drawn on by romance. This is not a loyalty thing. I think this is the right thing to do to save him. Um, And because she like still loved him and stuff, but like you know accepted that she was gonna basically get fucked up by Azula for that. Plus, I thought she was like gonna go and have her own cool adventures and shit, and then she doesn't. Yeah, he's like, I just want my no titty golf girl, and it's like really weirdly pushed. Hey, she might have titties. You don't know. Sorry, you never see. (laughs) She wears a lot of clothing. (laughs) She wears a lot of clothing. Um, Come out here wearing a lot of clothing. Yeah. Couldn't be me. Oops, among us. In this house? Not during La Cuarantina. <laughs> it's uh, like Mardi Gras every day. <laughs> every goddamn day. We got those plastic beads. Feather just ball and nothing else. <laughs> like a slightly sketchy kind of appropriation esque headdress. <laughs> no pants. Been given a pass. It's okay. a titties out all day, every day. <laughs> every day, bro. <laughs> it's every day, bro. Logan Paul titties. <laughs> <laughs> no, this went real bad. Anyway, Kurunin doesn't have a nose. Needs to suck you, Goku. This is the best possible reply. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thanks, bro. He, yeah, so he was just psyching himself English. out. Yeah, everybody else was reacting. It's like one of those things where you just, you know, you performatively act like, ah, oh, you know, that's really gross. Or whatever mm. it is, because everyone else is. And then inside you're like, I don't really see what, like, the problem with this is. It's just like that. It's just like that, you mm. know. You know. Yeah. Uh, I also like that every time it appears, like every time the announcer appears new or somebody, there's just escalation. Like suddenly he's got a gas mask at some point. Yeah, I saw that. It was really funny. <laughs> just keep on kicking it up. Yeah. He's just a few people announcing in the like, crowd, through like, his gas mask. Someone's like throwing up in the background. <laughs> yeah. And then Kudetin finishes him off with like poetic justice. Like disgusting Yeah, they have like another justice. sort of like diagonal slash panel fight where they, I don't know, he goes to hit, oh no, he goes to spit on him. He goes to spit some phlegm since that's apparently you know, that's another stink thing that doesn't require the sense of smell apparently. Mm-hmm. and dodges, jumps up, kicks him in the face and then farts on Bacterian who immediately gives up. Yeah, and it's just Although I don't know how like that would be able, be able to permeate the miasma, if you will, of What do you think Kamisenda was feeding those children? Nothing but beans on the island. <laughs> Nothing but beans. Nothing but island beans. They're Pike just watching Agarus past too. Cool in his boots. Beans. He would for other reasons. The old pederast. But I think oh, the, I actually learned something. Literary corner. Um, there's a character that I didn't know how to read, so I had to look it up. It's hair, which is pronounced onara by itself, and uh, it's it's written hair hair, and it means um, like a flatulence or a fart. But it, of course, I don't know how to read that. That's never going to come character up. Character just for farts. Yeah, yeah. This is like one which I had never encountered before. That's very funny. Um, and it gives rise to interesting idioms, which I hadn't looked because I look it up in the dictionary and it suggests other things as well. Um, and one of them is hetomo moanai, which is like don't give a damn. But literally, it's like don't think a fart about X. Mm, nice. <laughs> Don't think a fart about it. <laughs> Which is such a delightful phrase. Yeah, you gotta I like that. You use that never to life. <laughs> yeah. I'd never heard it in my life, but I believe the dictionary that this is a real thing that can be said in Japanese. I'm probably not going to use it ever, but it's kind oh, of interesting. Oh, you should. 
Um, and then, of course, like, let's wrap up this chapter. Like, after the match, Kamehsen uh, is not with the group. And Bulma's like, no, he left, like, before the match started. We don't know where he is, all that sort of stuff. And we're like, well, where could he be? This is just a, a huge mystery, and we don't know. And then Goku reveals that he is a dog uh, or a werewolf, because he's like, I smell his smell around, though. Mm. So we've, we we've got a close. trail. We must be close. I can sniff him. Yeah. And, um, I don't think you can do that. I may have to cut that. <laughs> Oh, the toast is back. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, this is a toastless episode because she's just too much of a menace. There's just fluff everywhere from her tearing apart a toy. Yeah, she disemboweled a heifer lump. Which is a sentence we never thought we would say. Mm. Uh, Yamcha and Jackie Chun had the fight in chapter 37. Yep. Um, yep I didn't yep, say yep, that yep. whole much. Like, you know, Jackie Chun, he's not bad for an old man. Everyone underestimates him. They're like, oh my gosh, he can't do anything. But, uh... You know, this man, we have no idea who he is. No clue about the identity. Maybe just a, a relative of uh, Jake Chan. Pure <laughs> mystery. I They're like, they've have, never heard of this guy. He's not famous. Yeah. I caught what was going on at the start of this chapter. Congrats, it's a children's comic. Yeah, no, but like, I... Because I had... I think I said last... I'm not, not saying that because I'm proud of myself. <laughs> um, I do know people who watched, like... I, Detective Pokemon and were like, yeah, I knew what was going to happen. I'm like, yeah, it's wow, a Wow, I made this, like, prediction film. that, like, Team Rocket would just get, like, boosted the fuck into the sky at the end of the episode, and they'd say, like, Team Rocket's blasting off again! And, like, wow, I was just right, you know? I guess I'm just, like, some kind of, like, TV media genius. Like, I just have a brain for these things. I can just, like, read a story. You know what, like, really makes me laugh is, like, when other people just don't get it, and then I have to sit there, like, in the movie theater with people while we're watching a movie and, like, tell them what's going to happen next. I can, like, see a I can, like, trope see and know the, the companion future. trope that always goes with it yeah. for some reason. I can, like say the punchline of a joke like before it comes up and then i'll just like tell it to the person next to me just to like really boost their movie experience it just makes people love me so much everyone wants to go to the movies with me all the time and i've seen it before like if i've seen it before well i do it normally all the time and guess it anyway so i like to like pretend that i haven't seen it and then just like you know talk about those same things but in more specific detail to the person next to me sometimes i'll actually like research a movie like before i go to watch it with someone just so i like know (laughs) what happens and i can just like give a prediction or like give them more information so like i'll say it like a little bit loud so that they can't actually hear what the people are saying on screen because i think that dialogue is for pussies this is a jimmy from summer high anyway um so there's some like i don't remember any of the the, it's why do i keep saying patter it's not a carnival but uh yamcha and jackie chun are talking to each other and yamcha's kind of like a hot shot guy and boomer's like nobody's heard of this old guy beat the shit out of him and then everyone's like yeah who's jackie chun oh yeah um the thing i was saying like the the reason i brought up that i figured out what's going on is because the last time I think I made a comment that, like, it would be way funnier if Jackie Chan was just an off-brand version of Jackie Chan, like, just drawn slightly wrong. And, like, I got to, like, this chapter, and I was like, oh, so that's why he's not that. Yeah. Yeah. It all makes sense now. Yeah, they they kind of talk to each other, and it's nice. And there's some, like... The the only thing, really, that I remember from this chapter, because it was just a lot of fighting, a lot of kick-puncher, is that... Yamcha did his dog a foo can, right? He did his wolfang fisting. Um, and that he, was translated different in, in this it one. It's called in this one. It, it said wind wolf attack, 
instead of Wolfgang Winfest, which, yeah. like, deprived me of, like, my much-needed laugh at, like, Mandor Handhook Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> Mandor Handhook Craigslist. <laughs> Do you realize that we now have to explain two layers of shit to these people? <laughs> Do you want to explain these people? I think we can. I mean, we okay. You can. You can explain it. I found out what Mandor Handhook Cardor is, and Simon didn't know. Just the whole time, I like kept saying it because I thought that I knew what it was because (laughs) everyone fucking knows what Mandor Handhook Cardor is. Like, he's like, oh, I don't actually know what that is. I like showed him. On, on the internet, <laughs> this masterpiece of writing, which I've never seen before. Stereo becomes like stairs or something. <laughs> yeah, I heard on the news that people are stealing stairs. <laughs> Stay in the car, sweaty. <laughs> That's exact. It's Clark Kent in that like super salad. It's that character. Yeah. Okay, so manhood. Mandor Handhook Cardor. Everyone knows what that is. is I think it, we're going to say okay, probably if you don't know it, everyone who has listened to this podcast will know what Mandor Handhook Cardor is. Okay. If you don't know it, it's a it's a green weird, text. either like badly translated like creepy pasta, or it's just like that. Yeah, and someone wrote it like that. Yeah, it's it's an- like Charlie Day fucking wrote it yeah. from like in, in character for always. It's always sunny. Um, Doss is pirate. I wonder if there's a pirate in there. <laughs> yeah. Someone just like severely just like or something. I don't know. Um, it's very funny. You can Google it. This you should vote me. I leave power good. <laughs> I'm hot. What? what? I'm hot. What? <laughs> <laughs> the democratic vote is the right thing. Oh, what is it? Thank you. Thank you. The democratic vote is the right thing to do, Philadelphia. So do. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I love that you memorized that. I just know it. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, so Mandel Handhook Cardor plus... Yeah, no, 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 it's a green text or a creepypasta of a creepy the pasta. classic story where, like, two people go out to Lover's Point and then it's, like, the scratching of a hook on the door and then, obviously, you know, people get killed, somebody goes out to find it and blah, blah, blah. It's a typical mm. horror story. Um, Which the- I looked up all the different variations of that because I heard, like, a real scary version of it when I was a kid mm. and then, like, none of the variations were as creepy as the one that I heard. Yeah, they were listed on Wikipedia. My brother Tim, when we went camping, made up a version of it called uh, that was called Bull Kettle about a guy who was in my Oh, yeah, that's how it came up. Who eh? was yeah, yeah, who was the serial killer, who who lived in this you know this place when Wainuiomata is a valley that's across from the Heart Valley, which you do not know unless you live specifically in Wellington. <laughs> it's just it's a, a satellite place. city. Anyway. Um, and we were at some camp, I think, somewhere probably a bit further around from Red Rocks or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And Johnny was listening Red with rapt Rocks. attention. We're all listening to it. And then Tim tells it and, you know, um, he explains the story and then finishes. And then Johnny's like, whoa, man. And he's like, but that was like, I can't believe that was real, right? Like, was that a real thing that happened? And then we all just look at him and we're like, Johnny, no, it's a it's a horror story for children. <laughs> and Tim was like, no, it's made up. Johnny's like... I swear, man, that's real. It's got to be real. <laughs> just like, I'm sorry. Oh. My brother didn't understand oh, that this Johnny. horror story was made up for kids. I think you also need to clarify that he was like an adult at this point. He's an adult. <laughs> yeah. He's, this is not like This a- man's mid-twenties at this point. <laughs> it's just like, working a job at Shoe Connection and just like mad about shoes and horror stories. Mad about shoes. <laughs> shoe Connection, mad about man. Okay, no, God. <laughs> so then the other part of that joke is that... 
I we we did a short story challenge where we write a different genre story every day for a week, which is harder than it sounds to like pump out, especially when I'm a it's just real hard. I'm a dingbat, and I especially during quarantine, like quarantina, <laughs> I'm pumping out like ten page stories, twelve page stories, writing them in just a couple of hours or whatever it is because I'm really dumb and like think of story ideas that are not good self contained. Anyway, so I wrote a story which was for our genre surrealist western, quote unquote <laughs> surrealist western, and I was like, okay, what should we do? We should do. Daniel Craig shows up to a town where everybody in that town is Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. but just a different kind of Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig with an Irish accent, Daniel Craig in chaps. Daniel Craig has transitioned in as Jenny Craig. Daniel Craig with, with the, the wife head of Daniel on. Craig. Yeah. yeah, Daniel Craig. And then, of course, the enemies, Craig Daniel. Um, yeah. yeah, and then all of that sort of stuff. And then in the end, there's just a character who's kind of like the architect who's like, I was originally Craig David, but I got the surgery to become Daniel Craig. And I created this town. Originally, I made a posting on the internet. We called it Craigslist to, <laughs> for people who wanted to come and get the surgery to become Daniel's Craig. Anyway, so like... <laughs> It's kind of hard to explain the story. It's really like, hard. I, that's why I was going to, like, you can probably just skip over it. Because yeah, there's no the, way you can make it as funny in an explanation. It's a really funny story. But somebody just said man door hand hook Craigslist and we just could not stop and laughing. somebody was me because I'm so fucking funny. <laughs> but I actually couldn't say it. I, I think I said man door hand hook and then started crying. And then I was like, yeah, Craigslist. Like, I understood what you were going to mm. say. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like sobbing on the table. <laughs> anyway, oh, so that's a long way of saying dog of who can or wolf fang fisting. So yeah. yeah, I'm sure wolf fang fists Jackie Chun and old man and it's not very effective. Mm, he just jumps out the way. He just jumps out the way. This, yeah, this on. whole chapter is just a fight, really. Yeah, Yamcha's like, his like... form is really open. He's not even, like, defending himself. His stance is shitty. Yeah. And then he just keeps on jumping and sidestepping. It's like, okay, cool. He's doing the martial arts woo thing. Um, is this yeah. chapter 38? This is chapter 37. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I thought that the, that we might have switched this around because I thought that Ramfan and Namu were... No, that's after. That's after. Yeah. There's some, yeah, there's some impressive rolling. action illustration, which I like. I like when Toriyama does somebody doing like a move or a somersault and shows like every stage of it in the same panel. Mm, he kind of like keyframes that shit. Yeah. And it looks, it's nice motion. It's pretty cool. You can, you can yeah, see it. It's so kind cool, of an yeah. Osamu Tezuka type technique. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sneezing. Um, those were my sneezes, if you've never heard them before. The funniest sneezes I've ever heard of. Jay Chun wins without a single hit because he goes to hit Yancha, but kind of like just wait, like does a strike, but his, his hand never hits him. It just passes in front of him. And the wind from his head like pushes yeah, Yancha out of the ring. Because you seem a little bit out of breath, and just like, and then pushes him out the ring, and he's yeah. you know. like to get winded, whoosh, and then mm. just does it. And then he poses peace, which ends up giving the two finger salute to everybody in the audience behind him mm. um which we really kind of need like a double-sided hand <laughs> to prevent that <laughs> 30,000 clones be, have already died it could be my new invention for tani Fatang. they are doing another one of that so i really want to do a presentation <laughs> okay yeah my friends have this thing called tani Fatang, which is like a cross between dragon's tent and shark tank but everyone goes on a video chat and like has to present their invention for investments and it's like yeah. Just like 
just 30, on Zoom. 30 people on Zoom, like, doing presentations with, like, PowerPoints and stuff. People get really into it. It's really funny. Well, I thought you said Dragon's Ten instead of Dragon's Den. I said, I said the D very funny. Yeah. I, I got real sharp on but Dragon's on Ten is just when, like, models come in front of Dragon's all those ten. businessmen and then they're like, yes, this one's a ten. <laughs> Mm. A dragon's 10 is a 12 in Ireland. Um, chapter 38. <laughs> we get the literary score box again. to the Irish as well. Listen, it's not Just my expanding fault. Expanding your horizons. That the sloping Hibernian brow is uh, evident of a lower cranial capacity. Anyway, we see the literary skull box again, which is a friend we haven't seen for a while. Toriyama hasn't quite dropped it yet. He just forgets every few chapters. Um, There's a funny one. I, what does it say in Japanese? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay, because I don't know if we think of the same one. In the one... Oh, no, it would be, because in the one where um, Jackie Chan fights Yamcha, the English translation said, like... And so Yamcha came to fight the nameless old man, Jackie Chung. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which I thought was very funny. Just <laughs> It's like, it's kind of a the, pun, yeah. because Munar could be like, uh, like, kind of like Yume. I mean, like, it could have, like, the kanji for famous includes the character for name in it, and so it could mean, like, he's not famous, kind of suggesting that, you know, nobody knows who this okay. guy is. But at the same time, the direct, literal translation is nameless, okay. even though he's called Jackie Chung. Okay, there we go. So it's like nobody... okay, now it makes sense to me because I thought that was just like maybe a mistranslation or like that was just a really dumb joke. Yeah, I'm not the saying, old man like, with no name. It's not a direct Jackie double Chan. meaning. Like this isn't something that you could say in place of saying someone's not famous. You would just say you imagine I like someone's not famous. But like when you read it in the literary style and you see the character, it can trigger to you the idea that mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's the same word mm-hmm. um, or it's in the, the same character used in a different word. Um, Yamcha's about to ask Jackie Chan, and he's like, by chance, could you be? And then he gets cut off by the announcer. So we never find out how Jackie Chan is. We Not know yet. who he is. Not yet. I mean, it's a mystery. If only we knew. If I only just, we knew who Jackie Chan is. I it, wish. I think we need to point out that the whole time he's been, like, making weird comments about girls and stuff as well. Yeah. Like, I think at one point he literally clear. walks away and he's like, haha, I like girls. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Uh, Toriyama puts Dan Fan, who is the Bonnie Tyler of this competition, uh, touch Dan Fan. No, who's Bonnie Tyler? Total Clips of the Heart. Oh. She got the hair. Anyway, he shows her, like, her single panel, like, you know, the hero shot, not the hero shot, but, like, the character shot. We know who this is. And in it, she's just, like, touching up her lips before a fight for mm-hmm. some reason, which is kind of weird. Um, which has the same background energy, or have the same background energy to me, as, like, the Gravure-style idol shot of Bulma when Yamcha, like, wakes up and sees... Or she wakes up and then Yamcha sees her, whatever it is in the desert. He does, like, a screen turn that's, like, a stripe behind her. <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. And then we flip to the next page, and Namu gets the same treatment, except his is just, like, a grey, solid screen tone. And on his face, he's just very deathly serious, like, Overdark control best. Mm-hmm. I was an orphan in the desert. <laughs> No parents. Like, <laughs> Namu is an incredible character for me for a lot of reasons. But chapter 38, I wanted to spend more time on this. Okay. So I can't believe we're already, like, nearly at the point where we should slow down. But, like, there's just so much in this chapter. We mm-hmm. want to race through it, but just so much content. Okay, well, you go ahead because I had some thoughts on it, but, like, I can just chip into your ideas since you've got, like, a shitload of notes. 
Jackie Chan comes up to Namu and he's like, oh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous that you get to face that pretty little lady. And then uh, Namu gets a black background because Grey wasn't mm-hmm. deathly enough. And then he's just like remains stony faced. He like keeps staring and he's just thinking about his past. <laughs> and then Jackie Chan is like, man, what's his problem? And then apparently he can read minds. Yeah. I didn't notice this the first time I read it. Well, like, not that I didn't notice it. I did notice it because it's like an integral part of the story. I didn't question it. And that made me very concerned for my own well-being because I've got to the point where I'm like reading this fucking comic book and like someone will do some bullshit like that and just like suddenly telepathy is a thing where it wasn't before. Uh, but I just accepted that and moved on like without thinking about it at all. The second round through, I was like, oh... What the fuck? He actually reads his mind? Since when could he do that? He's just reading his auras, like his chakra or whatever. You know, he's reading his past. Um, mm. And he comes up behind him and there's like beta flashes around both of them, which is where it's like black background, but like a white flash. Um, but we, of course, when you're illustrating manga, you do it in reverse. You'll get a brush and couldn't I go think the, the white flash is Barry Allen. <laughs> Who is the black flash? I can't remember. <laughs> Because I'm racist. And also because I don't watch that show. I don't see the color of flashes because I'm colorblind and not a racist. <laughs> I don't like comics because... What? Um, I actually don't know if that is his name. So then we see a panel of um, of Marks and Engels, which is uh, Namu and uh, Jackie Chun faces side by side in three-quarter view, almost profile, <laughs> just like next to each other. And then all of the panels are round, have rounded corners. So we're like, okay, this is a flashback. Which and is we weird. are bearing witness to the past of Namu. In manga, usually a black border means that something's a flashback. You've probably seen this before if you've read any comics that are within the last like 20 years. But Toriyama just, I guess the convention didn't exist yet. So he just does rounded panel borders mm-hmm. and had to spend like an extra five minutes or get his assistant to do it or something like that here's another fact about Toriyama slight uh, side note a lot of manga artists because they have to produce so much will do will have like at least two probably three to four assistants to produce it and help produce it because it's really hard to do 14 pages of manga and story mm-hmm. from start to finish week by week by week but Toriyama did this from start to finish at only one point, only having a single assistant. And he pretty much did all of it himself. Um, Props. The man is insane and insanely prolific. And then he just decided to dust off his hands and be like, yep, I'm done with comics. I'm just going to live on the money and do weird shit. I mean, like he did it. He I did, did comics. It. The man's crazy. I don't know. Like I have. I think you're allowed to I not have do anymore mixed after feelings that. about Dragon Ball, but I have such weird admiration for this pervert man child <laughs> for so many reasons he's like a savant or something did he have weird. anything else going for him at the time um he when he first started i think he had been living with his parents and then he got rich he was like i guess it's time to like buy a house and get married <laughs> ah yes there's things agreed. that society makes you do uh, on he the loves clock cats there. though so he got a cat got cats which is nice and he sometimes puts them in his manga good for her (laughs) good for her um but yeah which is also crazy because dragon ball doesn't have a lot of screen tone it just has blacks and whites which he still manages to differentiate characters and all that sort of crap so he was having to fill in a lot or get his assistant to do it anyway um so we're in this flashback um i just have the note tag yourself i'm tongue lolling out kid so we see like starving desert children and this malnourished underdeveloped clearly supposed to be like some generic place that evokes the idea of the third world but nothing specific just a collection of tropes Mm -hmm. um 
and this kid has his tongue just like uh, and he's like my throat's dry there's no water and everyone's like oh my goodness there's nothing in the well and um i think it's kind of these people to all speak japanese uh including i have a note there's a woman in a burqa but she also has a bindi so apparently we've solved the india pakistan conflict forever (laughs) Um, he did it. He did Thank it. Thank you, did it. And then she's the one who's like, we have nothing in the well. But like, I think it's really funny that they speak Japanese because like she has feminine sentence enders and then other people are speaking the nuance. And I'm like, this isn't something that you could even do as like a fair translation. It's just nuance that doesn't exist in a translated text. So like they're all speaking Japanese for some reason. Um, and the other thing that we learn in this flashback world, in this malnourished third world, is that climate change is a major problem here. And poverty and deprivation are as well. Mm. So my question is, in a world of capsules, is this not deliberate policy murder? Yeah. You could solve... Global warming, check. Yeah. Capitalism, check. Poverty, check. You could solve all of this. Mm-hmm. Just throw some nangs at them. Boom, done. Props to Toriyama for his brave metaphor. He's using Dragon Ball to draw attention to these things. <laughs> He's saying, like, even if you had the technology for the production to be so efficient that, you know, as as, uh, John Maynard Keynes predicted, you know, in 1905, he's got an essay called Economic Prospects for Our Grandchildren. He's like, you know, by the end of the 20th century, productivity will have gone up so much, people will be working five-hour work weeks. Um, He was wrong because what he didn't consider was that there would be the creation of bullshit jobs, the creation of, you know, a whole lot of service that doesn't need to exist, managers, managers of supervisors, all to keep people employed because you have to give a job or else like a dumb job and work 40 hours a week or else you won't be given money and then profit just continues to get extracted towards a small number of people because it's not about the productivity, it's about the control. So for those of you playing bingo out there, Simon is a socialist. Check that box. <laughs> but Toriyama kind of points this out. It doesn't matter how, how efficient the world is, as long as a few gatekeepers own the means of production or own like the means by which this technology is distributed, they can use it for their own personal uh, private wealth accumulation. And mm. indeed, that is the case, as we find out later. And I won't spoil anything. But this gets explored a little bit. Um, probably more in my head than anything. <laughs> I think that might be in your head. And for Namu, the solution to water scarcity in his village and the well not working is beating people up. It's fighting. Yeah. Which makes sense. He's, he's like, go... we're going to go to the Tenkaiji Budokai. Yeah, he's going to go into the, the fight punch competition to get try and get that sweet, sweet prize money to bring back so he can buy water from the next town over to bring to his village. Which is like sad and also like the only backstory which gives any like reasonable justification for this so now he has to win otherwise it sucks (laughs) yeah it feels bad man because he's not one of the protagonists and you know that he has to like he's gonna get beaten up at some point by like some little rat motherfucker who was trained in a turtle shell i feel bad to kick the shit out of people who just want to feed their village he's gonna go back and everyone's gonna be dehydrated to death i feel bad that that he raised this idea in my mind because now i can't escape it yeah the other thing that's weird is that like yeah um, Namu talks about the Tenkaichi Budokai as being the will of God. Is that how it was translated in yours? Yes. Yeah. So he says, like, Kamino Oboshimeshi, which is like, Oboshimeshi is one's thoughts or opinions, but it's an incredibly honorific one. It's Sonkego. So it's a way of saying, like, raising it up and being like, you know, the will of God, basically, if it's Kami's, right? If it's God's. But that's kind of like a Shinto concept, because he's kind of like, 
um, or the example sentence, because I had to look up this term. I don't know that. Like, well, I know polite language, but I'd never encountered this polite w- phrase before. Um, the sentence was like, like it was the will of God that my child died. So like it can be used in a way which is really impersonal rather than like a benevolent, singular, monotheistic creator God. Mm-hmm. It's just Shinto as a concept. But Namu is using it. So mm. There's something really weird going on here where there's just a mix of world building. I think that's probably just Toriyama accepting that as like a thing that people say rather than like putting thought into why people say it or where it comes from. It's just normal for him, right? Yeah, it's just like a phrase. Yeah. Anyway, Jackie Chun comes out of the Pacific Rim mind drift and he's been drifting with Namu and then uh, around Tokyo, Tokyo Drift, and he's like, wow, that was dark for a gag manga. (laughs) What the shit did I just experience? (laughs) Yeah. Very fun. (laughs) Which is probably the second joke that I kind of laughed at. He's just sitting there and he's got his eyes wide and he's like, that was dark and this is a gag manga. What are we doing? Hmm. (laughs) Um, I just thought of my my new Twitter name. Is it horny Jackie Chun? No, it's Tokyo Drift compatible. <laughs> okay, I'll continue while you apparently change your tweets. Yeah, okay, you, you keep going. The fight begins. Uh, it's been announced, obviously, like, Nami Senshu and Nanfan Senshu. Um, let's go. Nanfan acts coy. She's really like, I'm just a woman, like, you know, flipping around her body Tyler here. And then she fly kicks to beat his ass. What? He isn't expecting it. Now, Namu's Volsel, which you would think would mean that his pledge has prepared him, but it hasn't because she kicks him around, she beats him, and then when he gets hidden, she pretends to be hurt by his mere caress. Well, no, she pretends to be terrified before he hits her, so he pulls yeah. his punch. She's like, oh my god! And then he just like stops and like does a tap, and then she just like, bursts into tears. Yeah. Like, you made me cry! And he's like, oh, uh, of her heart. Like, which I think he's he's actually acting kind of reasonably for anyone. Yeah. I think he's like, "Are you okay?" He buys it. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, are you, are you good? Uh, and then she just like fucking she just owns wallops him. him, like just punches him right in the like fucking windpipe or something, just out to it. The funny thing is that his solution is to think of her, and he says this explicitly as not as a woman. Yeah, he's like, well, I guess if you're gonna fight like that, I'm not gonna think of you as a woman. And he's like, just beat her ass. Like, what are you doing? That's his progressive thing. He's yeah. like, puts the cap on backwards, sits on the chair the yeah. cool way, and he's like, I'm gonna think of you just as if you were as smart as a man. <laughs> you're just like one of the lads. But he can't um, help it. He comes from a country without rain. He doesn't know any better. The well is dry in that progressiveness. And Rain makes you progressive? Yes. I learned a new slang term. I didn't know this before. Biriko, which is like biri and then small tsu. So it skips the sound and then ko as in like child or woman um, sometimes. Uh, and it mm, means we a, love that. A woman, Both of those things are the same. Yeah, it's really common in Japanese names. You know it's a woman's name if it uses the character for child, like Hanako, Sayako, something like that. Mm-hmm. The ko on the end. Um, furiko. Anyway, Buriko is like a woman who acts cute by being innocent and helpless, at least according to the dictionary. Mm. So they have a specific word for basically what she was doing. And he's like, um, I'm not going to be distracted by you. Enough of this. It's not going to work anymore on me. This mm-hmm. will. But the translation, my translation of the Japanese would be, it shall not pass. Because <laughs> of the word that he uses. 
shall not pass. See or because like the see part of it can be used to mean like um like to travel through something. Mm-hmm. So cool. I think that's a neat neat little idea. It's like your wiles shall not pass. <laughs> you have no power here, done fun. The- I could have gone many ways with that. Yeah, I was wondering which one I was, which path that was going to take. I keep on thinking of something that I cannot say on microphone and just pulling my pulling my jokes like he pulls his punches. How much worse can it be <laughs> than what you've said already? The mind is a wonderful tool, <laughs> and so am I. <laughs> so, um, she strips like she poker vegas yeah, she's like oh, um, you're like not going to think of me as a woman. Well, check this out. I'm all um, woman inside and, and out. She manages to get very naked very fast. And, like, he could have just, like... <laughs> she still wears her chucks, though, because she needs foot protection. So yeah, she's, like, she... in her lingerie, and then she's got her Chuck Taylors on. Just yeah. <laughs> great. Did you try to kick some of the socks off? She's like, how about now, eh? And, like, And Namu struggles to honor his Volsel pledge. Because, as we know, this manga is anti-coming propaganda. And if you... If you do not honor your Volsel pledge, you are weak and you lose fights. You must always still come in the muscles. Jackie Chun is all too pleased to leer during this. She pulls her clothes off and then we get a shot from him standing, waiting in the wings, being like, oh, that's quite a sight. <laughs> and then Yamcha puts two and two together. He's like, oh, and then how is, which is funny because like Yamcha is not very smart. But clearly, everyone else is dumber than him, which is kind of a miracle. He's the bar not, is not so low. smart. Everyone else is just stupid as fuck. <laughs> this is so dumb. But this is established. Yamcha's like a character which could almost exist in the real world. Like he's a, like he's he's a dumb guy, but he's not like monumentally stupid in the same way that a lot of the Dragon Ball characters seem to be. Yeah, he's just a cash university dealer or something like that. Yeah, not like weed, nothing bad, I or like guess. hard, right? Um, he well, just, nothing hard about Yamcha. <laughs> just custom paints mystery vans in his spare time. <laughs> <laughs> we get to see some sound effects of uh, Nanfan walking. It's it's Purun Purun Tengoku. It's Jiggly Jiggly Heaven. And... Is it actually? Even the announcer is horny now. <laughs> because he's like, I'm so envious that this can't be my fight. <laughs> I don't remember him saying that in, that in my translation. <laughs> he's like, ah, I'm envious of this. I'm jealous. <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> Namu closes his eyes, which is literally the only way that he can win against her. Apparently, he's just like, don't yeah. imagine the tits are there. Imagine the tits are not there. Imagine she doesn't have well, honk and swing and natties. Right up to, he gets backed right up to the edge of the, of the right yeah. first. So his like heel is on the edge, and she just like charges at him. She's been like the whole time, kind of like walking forward, like a uh, like. I don't know, in Tom and Jerry, where Tom gets, like, a gun or something, and he's sort of... Tom's just, like, got a gun. Tom's got a gun, and he does, like, a strut. It's, like, a very cartoonish... She does a very Jessica right. Rabbit walk towards yeah. him, and then... Not even that. Like, she's not even, like, being sexy. She's just, like, staring him down <laughs> and, like, walking forward. Like, Brave hmm, you check to say this you're out. Are you this. looking? Are you seeing? Are you looking at all of this? So you're gonna... Where are your eyes? They're up here? No, they're not. This is really weird, because the manga doesn't treat her well. Mm. But I actually really, like, thought she was kind of badass in this. I was like, this is actually really fun. I don't like that this is the only way that a woman can be portrayed as being able to fight. But, like, 
if she wasn't the only female character, I'd be like, yeah, I love this. What she does with it is really fun. Yeah. It's just that the manga does not treat her well. Yeah. I did have a moment of, like, a very unfortunate moment of, like, her body type is my body type, and she's portrayed being very sexy, and I was like, that's nice. And then I was like, oh my god, I'm brainwashed, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Which is very unfortunate. So we're being done fun for Halloween. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Getting that bomb in um, but yeah, I was like, oh my god, the, the inherent misogyny has just made its way into my brain. So- no, this is misogyny has yeah. made its way into her brain. Yeah, terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible. But she just, like, fucking charges at him, and he just, like, closes and his eyes. And he has eyes. a moment of meditative, he's like, close my eyes. The yeah. hooters aren't there. <laughs> There's her, no teddies, I can't see them. swinging teddies. Her, <laughs> her thick bazongas are no, <laughs> nowhere to be found. Do not think of the breasts. And then he just, he calms his mind. He closes his eyes, he doesn't think about titties, and does a karate chop into the air, and then yeah. she is out in one hit. Yeah. Um, so that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Danfan loses because, and she doesn't go further, nudity would have won. Yeah. I mean, he would have, he, he would have just been, like, out for the count. Like, his brain would have broken, apparently. Yeah. Because that's... He's never know. encountered, like, this man, an undressed Everyone woman. in this comic is so afraid of titties. Because they were all fighters. Here's, this is the thing. This manga is asexual propaganda. Mm-hmm. Because if you have encountered or had any no, sort of experience... No, because if you're asexual, you can look at titties and be like, yeah, they're nice, I guess. No, but that's why it's saying it's better to be like, Goku, he's not affected. He's oh, okay. the strongest. Everyone else struggles with this mm, weakness. Everyone else has the panic about it. Yeah, mm. but they're all fighters. The normal people are fine. As soon as Yamcha's like no longer just obsessed with fighting and stuff like that, like he's fine with women. It's cool. Mm. It's chill. In fact, like he, you know, he's with Bulma. It's fine. He has a girlfriend. He can yeah. still beat people up, except not coming. He's not. He's not as strong. He loses in the first I don't round. Think he's not not as strong because he still lost to Goku before. But Goku did his training. True. True. And Kamisenin was uh, always stronger than Goku. So, like, until you know, know at the, yeah. the point where he's like shifting rocks and stuff. But I'm and saying, like, in the, the, in the calculus of the of the manga, I he do loses in the first round. want to bring up. I had a dragon prediction, like several episodes ago, yes. that Kamisenin would have some kind of like. Not if, if not jealousy, then something adjacent to it, in which he would not want Goku and Kuririn to win mm. the fight. Yeah, because he would still want to be like the strongest, or he want them to have to continue training and yeah. have him be like the master. Yeah, and given that he has entered the fight in disguise, yeah, and is willing to take them down. I think that was not a bad prediction. It's not a bad prediction. You're not quite right about it. Mm. For reasons that kind of get uncovered later. Okay, I see. But I think you, you actually half got there. So, you mm. know what? Props. Sweet. So major, your major reasoning behind it was wrong, but like he did enter mm. this and all of that sort of stuff. So, you know what? We'll give it to you. And we'll do dragon predictions in a little bit because we're pretty much at the end of the chapter. And the mm. final thing that we see, which is quite unfortunate, is Dan Fun is down for the count. And uh, Jackie Chun has made his way onto the stage oh, and yeah. is uh, playing doctor on her. Yeah, the, the announcer's like, like, can you not touch the body, please? 
at random. Who are you going? Nami's like asking him as if it, like, I think he just thinks that Joku Chun is like qualified to test her bones or something because he's like, is she okay? Yeah. Which I'm guessing that he's asking Joku Chun and not trying to ask the unconscious woman if she's okay. Mm. Um, and then the announcer is just like, uh, could you please not have your way touching her? Which is like the way that he phrases it is like, do as you like do as you will with her basically can you not do that by touching her um but the way it gets translated in the viz version which i think i saw was which is not the version that you read is something like um i what do you expect to find by looking there doctor like this oh that's not what it said in the one that i had no because it's not a um, translation it's like a, a spiritual translation rather than a direct, direct yeah the one. the translation that i have was like can you not randomly touch the body please <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's the end of the the chapter basically yeah that's that yeah that's so it that. ends on like a uh, okay on a uh yeah <laughs> cool thanks for that which is fine um the next fight i'm not a fan of because i think it might be goku against Gidan, and it's i think it's just boring and like technique stuff goku's kind of a boring character this yeah. is my problem could more interesting than him by a well, little bit well i mean like the f- it's funny that he didn't have a nose and because it's a <laughs> It's a comic. You don't notice that he yeah. doesn't have a nose because, like, it's that's just how, he's drawn. just how he's drawn. And also, like, Toriyama draws small noses anyway. Yeah. Like, they're just like a dot. It's yeah. like I didn't even notice. He's got a lot of ha- lines happening on his face already. Yeah. Um. So, like, that was funny. All the dots on the forehead. Distract, the yeah. Jackie Chan versus Yamcha one was like kind of boring. Like, it was like there's bits in it that are kind of nicely drawn, but that's like about it. Goku's gonna beat the pterodactyl. Mm. It's just gonna be like a whole chapter of that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not not much to comment on. There's just some things that happen and Goku's in a pinch and then he's not and things like yeah. that from memory. Um, I remember like, the two I'm sure it's stuff, fine it's just action. Like, it's just, yeah, interesting action, but probably not much more than that. Not much, like the Bacterian fight is a lot better because you have that solid joke. Okay, so having seen who advances i think it's kind of boring to say just who you think will win but like first mm. of all getting out of the way um obviously uh jackie chun has advanced and kudin has advanced who wins out of that fight i don't know i think jackie chun i think because mm. he is like he's gonna pull some sneaky shit but i think that probably kudin might realize who he is like halfway through the fight or something mm. Yeah. Do you think... Okay, so here's a side prediction. Who do you think... Do you think people will realize who he is other than Yamcha? I think so. Okay. I think Kuririn will notice, but, like, maybe towards the end of the fight and then um, be taken off guard by either that or he'll, like... It will get to be, like, him versus Goku and then Goku will realize and use it to his advantage to win somehow mm-hmm. like it would be like the the thing that's like oh of course so i know his technique so i'll predict what he does or some shit okay, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's a guess i mm-hmm. suppose yeah mm. okay already mm. i think we'll leave it there i don't have any like fun predictions i think if i think of one i'll, I'll bring it up yeah <sighs> but maybe next time okay i'm white nicholas cage uh you've been listening to gohan or gohan White Nicholas Cage. We managed to land that uh, <laughs> Kaki Thaunor in a very good evening, indeed.
Dragon Dessnance. <lacht> <lacht>